Hi, I'm Steve Barlow. This is the Humanized Workforce Future You podcast, where we talk about perceptions of the future, issues we need to be aware of, and their role in a rapidly changing work and life environment. Hi, I'm Craig Saffin. Day by day, we are all learning to live with the impact technology, AI, and changing health and social conditions have on our lives. The Humanized Workforce Future You podcast series thinks the future is bright and something to look forward to. Welcome to the Humanized Workforce Future You podcast. I'm Steve Barlow, and as always, I'm joined by Craig Saffin. So how are you today, Craig? I'm very excited, Steve. Uh, we've got a very interesting guest today, and uh, this is episode 99 of the Humanized Workforce Future You podcast. So it's a it's a very significant for us. So one before 100. So who have we got today? So today we've got Sam Shetty. So welcome, Sam. Sam's joining us from Sydney, I think. Is that right? That's Sam? right, uh, Steve. Yeah. Thank, thanks for having me on board. Yep. Yeah, no, that's great. So do you want to tell us a little bit about um, what you do, the kind of work you're involved in, and a little bit about your background and story? Sure, uh, definitely. So uh, I'm involved in the business called as eWeb Marketing. Uh, we are a digital marketing agency. We started off almost 20 years ago. Uh, I would say 20 years ago, having a website was a luxury. And then over a period of time uh, came along Google. Um, everyone jumped onto Google. And I would say somewhere around 2005, 2006 is where the, the small business community started seeing the value of having a website. Uh, and then we've seen a massive spike with small businesses uh, rushing to buy their domain names and sell up a business. Uh, online. Um, then around 2007, 2008, we had the likes of social media like Facebook, Instagram, and so on, jumping onto the bandwagon. And I think by 2015, um, it was a crazy place. Anyone and everyone claimed to be a digital marketing expert. Uh, and the challenge with that is that if you're a small business owner, and if you're trying to get on online, uh, if you don't know what to ask, uh, a digital marketing company, you might just go on the wrong path as such. So, um, and surprisingly, um, last year there was a research done which showed that there are around 15,000 digital marketing agencies in the country, uh, you know, doing uh, digital marketing. So as a business, we have evolved. Um, so all along up until maybe 2014, 2015, we were trying to outsmart Google. Uh, by helping people to rank high on uh, Google and so on. But then we realized that uh, that's a very difficult game to win. So we kind of jumped uh, sides and we work alongside Google and we focus more on helping uh, businesses to communicate well with their consumers. Wow, okay. Uh, I um, <laughs> the, the reason I'm laughing is because that's a that's a, a fantastic history of uh, digital marketing. Um, you, you started off um, but like 20 years ago, and uh, having a website was a real big thing, wasn't it? That's uh, interesting, isn't it? I'm smiling because my computer career started when we were still using cards, so um, that's a uh, <laughs> similar but different, right? So uh, yeah, let's um, let's talk about digital marketing because. Um, uh, I think for a while there, it's been called digital marketing, but increasingly over the last five to eight years, I think it's just been called marketing, hasn't it? Can you talk about that transition about how digital marketing has now become so ingrained in that marketing effort for corporates? Uh, absolutely, uh, Craig. So what, what has been happening is that a lot of people 
I feel businesses, they jump into digital marketing because what they think is that they need to do be visible on Google. They need to do something on Facebook, Instagram. So there's a lot of noise around digital marketing. But where businesses fail to understand that digital marketing doesn't work the same for every business. Some business could see 100% um, benefit from just doing digital marketing. So for example, if you have an e-commerce store, you don't have a physical presence, your website is practically your only source of reaching out to people. And because you're an online store, only people can find you online as such. So I think what has happened is two things. One is uh, we feel that there, there's basically a gap between reality in uh, uh, an expectation in the digital world. Uh, so a lot of times businesses spend money on marketing and they are expecting a business outcome in terms of you know getting this uh, inquiries and so on. But for a marketing agency, their marketing goals are a bit different. They feel that their job ends when they make the phone ring or when an inquiry form isn't filled up. So there's a there's a gray area in between, and that's where marketing really, uh, you know, kicks in from other forms of marketing. Mm. Uh, we come across a lot of businesses wherein the business is spending money on marketing, mm. but the salesperson involved in the in the business doesn't understand the cost that the business is paying to generate a lead. So some salespeople, you hand them leads, you know, they, they make the first contact, can't get through, second contact, can't get through, they just give up. But they have no understanding that the business has spent almost around $800 to generate that lead. Hmm. And I think that's why today, uh, even though digital marketing is important, it actually has to be complemented from other you know, forms of marketing. Hmm. For some businesses, uh, digital marketing can help you get from start to finish. For hmm. other businesses, digital marketing can only complement your sales process. Hmm. So if your sales process is longer, uh, the digital marketing can only complement things that you do uh, on, you know, in a face-to-face -face kind of environment. For mm. example, you know, Craig, if I come and meet you and uh, and I meet you in a room full of 20 other businesses, uh, I may just remember maybe your name or your company name. I mm. may not remember what all we discussed. So mm. the, the best way I would find more information is then I would go on to Google and research for your name. And then I, I want to... You know, if I don't get the same kind of information uh, on your website when I had a conversation with you face to face, then that's where everything that you've done lets you down. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be consistent end to end, hasn't it? Yeah. So, Absolutely. so, so with this change and the, the all the changes that you, the fantastic changes you've uh, given in a chronological order and 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 the more recent things. What are the skills that are required in the industry now? How's, how is that changing in the types of people that you engage with? Uh, see, one thing is playing a big role in the last three years is uh, AI. Mm. So almost every business uh, is using AI, but not necessarily. They might be only admitting it. So if you take Google, Facebook, Instagram, a uh, so in other words, what is happening is that we are subconsciously, you know, getting actually targeted advice by AI. That's it right. could be a good, it could be a good thing. It could be a, a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, we've seen uh, some of the clients, like we had an uh, incident last week where a client has been running Google AdWords for 10 years, had no problem and the account got suspended. 
Um, And Google had no clue why. The support team, they just say, oh, the system said that you're selling fake products. But the fact is, they're doing blinds and shutters. They're not selling leather bags or whatever it is. And there's no way, <laughs> and and there's no answer. That's the biggest problem. You know, when AI takes over, uh, the customer <laughs> support wrong. agent has no idea. They, there's nothing on their books to tell you what is wrong. But after six hours, it was reactivated. We're still waiting for some clarification. So, you know, we know that it shouldn't happen in the future. Yeah. So yeah. I, uh, I think um, maybe uh, what has to happen is from uh, in the last three years, um, uh, we've seen every year consumer behavior changing online. The way we use internet today is much different the way we used five or six years ago. Mm-hmm. And I think this is where businesses need to understand that even if they're going to spend money on marketing, are they marketing people uh, at the right stage of their journey? You know. Mm-hmm. So if you look at you maybe you know Steve and you know if you look at how you use Google six seven years back, you might go to Google, type in just one or two words, and expect to get an answer. Yes. Now we actually ask a whole question to Google because yes. Google has got more information, and that this is where AI starts kicking in. Yes. So every time you enter something into Google, you're actually sharing your you know, your behavior to Google to understand you better. So they try their best to give you a personalized result. So I think the change in the last three years is that there's more focus in what we call as personalized marketing rather than, you know, standard marketing that addresses everyone's needs. Yeah, personalized marketing. So you need people who have those skills and who have that mindset, really, don't you? Um, one of the things you said in your um, introduction, which I thought found very interesting, you said, uh, for a while, we've been trying to outsmart Google, but now we collaborate with Google. Can you talk a bit more about that? Because I think um, that's a that's a very big change, isn't it? Absolutely. So, see, what happens is that if if I go back in time, you know, when we used to do things like search engine optimization, we mm. always focused on saying, okay, how do we get Google's attention? Mm. How do we make sure that the Google identifies this website is good for this particular keyword. But what we have now realized is that even though we might do in all the effort, end of the day, Google is looking not at what we do, it's looking at their consumer behavior. So in other words, if 100 people go to your website in the last two weeks, and if they spend less than three or four seconds on your website, then Google uh, assumes that the the user experience on that website uh, is not really good. So they should not actually, you know, give any value for all the SEO work this particular website has done because the user experience is bad. So I think the fundamental shift what we've done is we've walked away uh, from trying to convince Google to rather looking at what will be helping the consumer. And that indirectly Google also gives value to. Yeah, okay. That's that's very interesting. So, so, So the clients, your clients, uh, you've got them folk in the past you had them focused on Google and Google was focused on the consumer um, but now everyone's focused on the consumer and and you're trying to work out how the co- to collaborate so it's a very big change isn't it I wanted to um ask you about uh your ecosystem because one of the uh, interesting things in our previous discussions is about how you've set up a this uh, like this ecosystem of experts around you that your clients can access. And that's sort of like a service that you provide to your to your clients and your contacts. Can you talk a little bit about that and the and the value that it brings to your clients? 
Absolutely. Um, see, um, four or five years back, uh, we used to do a lot of workshops in our office where we realized a lot of uh, businesses would like to not only outsource their marketing, but would like to learn a bit more about it. So we would get around 15 small uh, businesses, business owners into a room and take them on a journey of education as to, you know, what's Google, what's AdWords, what's Facebook and so on. But after doing that for, um, you know, a couple of months, we just realized that uh, we were having struggle uh, in actually providing value to these people because you could have in, in the room one person who's really knowledgeable, one has got no idea. Mm. So then trying to make sure that it makes sense to all of them, we realized that um, it, you know, it, it doesn't really help uh, mm. because the information used to be very generic. And I think this is the same case what happens with a lot of the councils that organize trainings for small businesses in the local community. Mm-hmm. The information that they provide is very generic. So you come into a workshop like this, spend three hours, and as a small business owner, if you head back uh, you know, into your work, you get distracted and you've forgotten whatever you've learned. Mm-hmm. So what we thought is we, um, I came up with an idea is rather than having this group thing, why don't um, I set up a panel of experts Yes. So it's like, you know, it's literally like going to a doctor, you know, which has got a multi-facility where you could say, I need to speak to someone who can help me with, you know, whether it's my physio or whatever it is. So, and the other challenge in the digital marketing agency is uh, industry is that we don't have a physical product. So when someone yeah. comes to us and engages us, it's basically how well the service has been presented or how convincing the person is. Yes. So, uh, and and the other, and more importantly, most digital marketing agencies put in a lot of effort to acquire a customer. So they would definitely have a three or six months commitment. Yes. And then businesses get stuck into it. So we looked at all the challenges businesses had and we came up with a model called as Growth Clinic, uh, wherein, um, We've got a panel of around 15 different experts and not necessarily they're part of our business, but we all of have us there in the industry and we have a common cause of helping small business owners. Mm-hmm. So the idea is you can, it's like a combination of marketing on demand yeah. uh, where you book in a, a workshop with one of the experts, you walk away with practical knowledge, uh, mm-hmm. which you can implement on your business rather than general knowledge about Google, Facebook, and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this way, we are able to help smaller businesses who would like to invest their time uh, in learning about it so they can manage it on their own. This is a fascinating uh, concept, I yep. think, especially for SMEs. Um, one of the things that I'm noticing is this trend in the marketplace so that some very, very experienced people are now available to SMEs that weren't in the past. They're only available to large companies. And now what you're, this type of service you're doing is seems to me that these skills and this experience and depth of knowledge is now available to SMEs. And uh, I think it's very powerful for um, entrepreneurs to get access to that service, isn't it? So. Absolutely. Yeah. It's very cost effective. At the same time, it's it's got a whole range of experts. So, you know, you can actually tap into any area of marketing you need help with. Yeah, it's very interesting. Usually only available to the large, uh, you know, the ASX 200 or something, and now you can Businesses, do it. Right. It's quite interesting change. Another discussion we had um, uh, off camera was was about how difficult it is to get talent in your space. Can you talk a little bit about that and what you're doing to mitigate that problem? Um, See, so I think um, we uh, the challenge that we have in the industry is um, 
I would not like to hire someone who doesn't have experience and put them uh, working on a client who's paying us, you know, a decent amount of money for the marketing campaign. Mm. So our challenge is to find someone who's been in the industry for quite some time, understand, uh, you know, where, what things are, so they could be productive and valuable from month one as such. Mm. Um, so it's a, we are an industry wherein up until three years back, there was no um, official qualification. It's only in the last three years, universities have started talking about digital marketing as such. Mm. So most of the digital marketing experts, including uh, myself, we all are self-educated. Uh, we've learned online about things about into, uh, you know, how Google works and build over time. So it's a highly rewarding industry, but the problem is that uh, attracting people across, um, I think we are a pampered industry as well. So uh, it's an industry wherein company culture plays a very big role. Mm -hmm. uh, so we literally have to give almost all the perks that you could expect in an industry to be given. Mm -hmm. uh, but And I think that's that's a challenge. You know, we, we're trying to find someone who's happy to move from a, a, an agency come to us, but it's not an easy task. No. Do you do, uh, like when people join you, what sort of onboarding and training uh, facility capability do you have? Is there, a, is there an opportunity for that for them as well? Uh, absolutely. Uh, see, we are in the process of even hiring interns or, kid, or, or students who are just coming out of university um, yes. so that we can give them uh, insights to practical knowledge. Uh, uh, based on our experience, it takes us maybe anything between three to four months to get someone up to speed mm. uh, with all the tools and so on, and they could be productive. So most of the time, if we have a new staff who joins us, mm. uh, they don't really work directly with a client one-on-one -on -one for at least for the first three months. Okay. So for those, so for that, that's the t learning curve for them in terms of you know how we work on these campaigns, because. From where we look at it is um, to be successful in digital marketing, you not only need to know how to use Google, Facebook, but also need to have a bit of a business mindset yes. is in terms of, you know, is this worth spending money for marketing? Is the value, you know, return of investment good enough? Yeah. And so on. So I think that's where uh, a bit of, yeah, you know, business come marketing really kicks in. Yeah, it's an interesting comment because um, it's only uh, like recently Steve and I interviewed uh, someone and they were talking about how important it is to understand the business first and then the, discipline, the specific discipline second. And you're saying exactly the same thing and try to understand the business so that you can apply the uh, the knowledge on the digital marketing across it. Yeah. Um, very good. All right. Um, the the the, uh, the last question I want to ask you uh, before we go to Steve um, is, um, is, you know, the 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 evolution of digital marketing that you've described today has been quite dramatic to be honest you know moving from very elementary to now very sophisticated what 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 can we expect in the next 5 years do you think or where do you think that that um trend is going uh, I think um, we are seeing a massive shift with ai uh, data so data is going to be a key thing yeah um so i think um it's not about targeting a mass audience it's about uh, you know targeting someone very specific what they need yeah. uh, and so the whole uh, personalized marketing is going to be uh, the key factor um, now um, every time we go online we leave uh, our digital footprints and i think technologies are, are getting really good in taking those footprints and actually this you know 
creating what kind of a person we are. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we are getting on to, you know, using voice-based searches and so on. So all of a sudden, uh, we're going away from, you know, typing things to natural way of searching things. So I think yes. uh, d- digital marketing in the future is going to be more like a conversation. So that means uh, the likes of Google Assistant and Alexa will play an important role. Hmm. Um, you know, we've seen the transition where kids and today they're so used to having touch screen that everything that they touch, they expect it to be a touch screen. Hmm. So I think with marketing is the same thing. We may not really need to type in things. We are going to be asking questions. So we're going into a, a natural language based of marketing rather than what was defined in the past saying, hey, you know, if you are a mortgage broker, uh, will I go to Google and search for a mortgage broker? Or would I say, okay, you know, I need a mortgage broker who can help me with uh, my mortgage because I have hardly any documentation. So the way we search for information is going to change. Yeah. So that's fascinating and and definitely in line with what I've been hearing as well. And and where, where that fits is that the skills required in marketing are going to change, continue changing rapidly. And uh, as you said, uh, the, you know, the training is not necessarily keeping up. And so you need to uh, be very good at self-educating yourself. Sam, that's been uh, incredible. Thank you very much. Steve, you want to bring it together for us? Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, it's been fascinating to listen to you, Sam. Um, the the big picture thing that I got out of listening to you is all about strategic thinking. And uh, this is a, a major issue um, and a very important thing to be able to do in a business. And, and you've demonstrated very well what that actually sounds like and what it looks like. And there are five areas that I, I want to kind of pick up on that you talked about as far as strate- being strategic. And to some extent, some of the things that I'm going to say will harken back to um, Roger Martin's uh, work on strategy, if people are familiar with that. But um, the first thing I, I got out of what you said was uh, being strategic about what to do. Because you talked about this journey that you've been on and the way this journey has morphed. And you've done different things at different parts of the journey. And this is as the whole industry has matured and people are, more people have entered into the digital space. And uh, you talked about at the beginning, it was sort of like trying to outsmart Google, trying to position things that made it more favorable for Google to reward you for what you're doing. But then you came to realize that a more important thing is to be able to communicate well with your customers and to do this in a more natural kind of a way. So it's about reading the signs. It's about seeing the trends. It's about being aware and picking up on the vibe of what's going on and thinking about what should we do to best reflect what's going on in the marketplace at the moment. The second thing uh, is being strategic about um, knowing where to play, and that's using um, Martin's uh, language. But you talked about digital marketing doesn't work the same for every business. For some businesses, it'll be completely perfect match, and for other business, it'll just be a, a way of complementing other time, types of approaches and a sales process. So kind of knowing what your business needs and thinking strategically about that and saying, is this a good fit 
for what what we're trying to do? Is this where we should play? How much money should we spend in this area? Uh, and 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 sort of being aware of that rather than just going along with the flow and and sort of expecting it's going to work. The third thing that you talked about was being strategic about risk, and you talked about AI and uh, um, the some of the dangers of being over reliant on AI, where it's making decisions that are locking people out and people don't know what's going on. Um, but also being aware of the opportunities that AI creates. And you talked about personalised marketing, um, thinking about what will help the consumer. And um, uh, AI can sort of be a tool that enables that to happen better. Um, a fourth area that you talked about strategic being strategic about was about knowledge and how to use knowledge. And you talked about the distinction between knowledge that's just very generic and very general versus knowledge that's very specific and very practical. And, uh, you know, how you use information, how you use the availability of knowledge and how you access that knowledge and acquire it. And, and utilize it is an important strategic decision that can make the difference between whether you struggle or whether you're successful. And the, and the fifth area was being strategic about people and HR and, and, and employees and, and, and partners, um, thinking about what has their experience been like how much experience have they had? What about their kind of training, which a lot of it's been self-training? How much of that have they been engaged in? What do they know? Things about onboarding them, um, having a business mindset, um, realizing that it's there's other things that needs to be going on inside people's heads. So being strategic and thinking deeply about these things. So these five areas to me are all essential parts of thinking strategically about the business. And I think this has come out in your story. Um, so, yeah, that's what I got out of it. Yeah, that's an amazing summary. <laughs> thanks very much, Steve. And uh, thanks, thanks, uh, Sam, your um, your experience. It's uh, very interesting to hear your experience and the journey you've been on with digital. And I, I think uh, one thing about it is it's uh, it's only going to get uh, more exciting, isn't it? So it's not uh, it's the, the story's not over yet, is it? So that's fantastic. So thanks for coming on our podcast. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, thanks a lot for giving the opportunity, uh, Craig and Steve. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Humanized Workforce Future You. Please leave a rating or review for the series on the medium where you source your podcasts. The transcripts for today's podcast can be found on craigsaffin.com. That's C-R-A-I-G-S-A-P-H-I-N.com. Please subscribe to the series so you don't miss out on the interviews or the future podcasts.